This is the Public Relations for Musicians podcast, and I am your host, author, PR guy, Bob Bradley, and I put together this podcast to go chapter by chapter um, about my book, Public Relations for Musicians, that came out earlier this year. Not going to lie, I haven't read it in a few months, so I am holding it up and looking at the chapters as I do this podcast. It's kind of a refresher for myself and um, practicing what I preach and reminding myself of things that I have learned and things that maybe uh, I've picked up over the months, even since writing the book. And you know, I've been doing this for almost 14 years now, but it's always uh, a work in progress. And there's always things that you're learning from other people and from articles that you uh, read and just things that you see in the world, in the media that you know, give you ideas of like how PR works today. And 2020 has been one hell of a weird year, as we all know. And for all the musicians out there and the uh, executives and professionals and live sound people, you know, a lot of people are just wondering what's next. And for musicians specifically, you know, I want to, you know, give that, uh, you know, high five to everybody out there because I saw so much cool music put out this year. It's It was mind blowing and it was so hopeful and, um, you know, assuring of the power of music. And despite whatever whirlwind 2020 was to those people, they made the best of it and they got creative with live streaming and making new albums, maybe when it wasn't even their cycle to do that. And for independent artists, you know, I think it really gave them a, you know, a kick in the, the pants to get this done, to get that thing that they've always been uh, thinking about doing to the next level. And if they had six songs and they needed four more, no better year than 2020 to just get that done and get that out into the world. So uh, found a lot of great artists this year, worked with a lot of great clients on my business side. And just from friends that I've known forever, they've still put out music and that's great because uh, 2020 was definitely weird. And I think we're all excited for next year. And hopefully with this vaccine, not you know talking politics or anything on that, but hopefully it works and we can all get back to doing shows and things are just going to roar back to life regardless when this comes back and you know whether we're stuck for a few more months with this or we have live concerts again really soon PR will prevail and we need it and people need to learn about the things that are going on with albums and music and live shows so um, I wrote this book during the pandemic um, or I finished it during the pandemic but I started it actually late last year uh, but the whole pandemic definitely got me motivated to finish this and so to get back on track here, I'm talking about every chapter of the book on each episode and just kind of going over in free form, you know, free flow thought of just what the topic is. And chapter seven here is uh, the art of the follow-up, which is the most important thing, uh, well, one of the most important things in PR because it just really ties things together. And, you know, people put things out into the world and for those people that are new to PR or musicians that are giving it a crack themselves, they're going to run into a lot of rejection. And this is where the follow-up can definitely um, heal any potential wounds that you feel from that because it's like sales. It's like you are hitting up all of these different people. You're emailing and calling and putting together your lists. And you know, even the most seasoned people is going to get, person is going to get their pitches ignored sometimes or they're going to get rejected and you have to just kind of not take it personally and just acknowledge that it's part of the game. It's part of what PR is all about. You're not going to win every single time. It's not about quantity. It is about quality of the pitch and of what you do, but you know, you have to 
pitch a lot of people sometimes before you get a few wins. And then once those wins start coming in, you feel better and it just gets a little bit easier. And there's something that's put out into the the universe of the world that just attracts more of those those PR features. And a lot of that is just credibility as well. Once you get featured in one source, your likelihood of getting featured in more builds because because you can kind of name drop that and say like, well, I was featured on this site and that's that stamp of credibility. So but just to bring those things to life, you got to follow up with these people. Uh, these people get, you know, people that are working in, you know, for blogs or for magazines or newspapers. They're getting hundreds of emails a day, and especially during a pandemic where a lot more musicians have time on their hands and there's more albums coming out. There's a lot of PR people that are busy, thankfully, and a lot of people that are pitching their own music to the media. So you really have to stand out. You really have to put something out there that is interesting. So when you do follow up, they are going back to something that is meaningful. So you're not running the risk of annoying somebody if you follow up too soon. So you know some of my little tidbits here in this chapter uh, are talking about anecdotes of my own experience, but also the steps. So you have your pitch, then you have a follow-up, and that follow-up can take place during an existing conversation and then one that wasn't responded to. So if you have an actual dialogue, somebody responded to you and says, this is great, thank you so much, I'll check it out and I'll get back to you, that's one you know, part of a conversation versus thank you or you know, this is great, I'll do a feature for you. And you have to feel that out. You have to develop your gut instinct in communications to know when that right time is to follow up. And you know, I can assure you the next day is not the right day unless they told you to do that. Uh, sometimes people will instruct you, you know, get back to me in a week or get back to me in a month. You know, a lot of this has a long lead time. So, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, lead time for print would be months out. And, you know, these days, you know, it can be weeks, which is pretty cool. You know, everything's online, but you de- definitely have to give people enough time to digest that pitch and get to it because they get hundreds of emails and they might dedicate a few hours of a certain day during the week that they're going to go through all these emails and see if anything is worth their time. So people don't necessarily work in real time in the media. So if you pitch something and you don't get a response within a day or two, you know that doesn't mean they're not going to respond to you. So you have to give it a little bit of time to sit in the world and you're going to start seeing things coming in. So it's not an instant gratification um, thing. PR is not instant gratification, you know, unless you have a massive client or you have something that is blowing up in the media and there's a sense of urgency. But if you're an independent artist, you have to plant those seeds and wait for it to grow. So the follow-up is definitely about timing. It's about feeling it out. It's if there's a conversation existing, you know, you, you, you're going to feel like when it's right to follow up with these people. And, you know, I just stress, like, don't do it right away. Don't do it a couple days later. You know, give it a week. Give it a couple weeks. If you are pitching your album and it's coming out in a month and you pitch it, you know, that first week, you know, give it at least two or three weeks and then send that follow-up. If you're just looking for simple things like a review or a feature or an interview, um, if you're looking for exclusives, you know, be very selective about that and follow up carefully. But yeah, it's just, it's really that fine line between, you know, if you nag somebody too much, if you follow up too many times, you're going to ruin relationships, whether they exist or they're yet to, you know, happen in your life. You know, if you are really trying to get in with a certain magazine 
and you know, be just be careful on those uh, times that you reach out to them, but make sure you do it. You know, it's that follow up can mean the difference between a few more features and not having those. They could get back to you and say, "Oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. I totally checked this out the other night, and then I got spaced out on a hundred other emails." Uh, other people might say, "Thanks for the follow up. I will check this out tomorrow." Or others might say, "No thanks. You know, I, I did check it out. I'm just not interested, but I appreciate it." And I think people in media do appreciate follow-ups for the most part. Um, you know, everybody's different. Everyone has a different temperament and personality and you're going to catch people at the right time and at the wrong time. And I can't claim to know when the perfect time is to, <laughs> to pitch somebody. Typically I do my work in the, the middle of the week as far as heavy pitching. You know, if it's first thing Monday morning, you know, people are just getting caught up. Uh, you know, don't do it on late in the afternoon on a Friday, people are mentally checking out for the weekend uh, unless they do, you know, music blogging as a hobby and they're doing it on the weekend. You know, it's, you're going to feel that out and it's good to take notes as well. So if you're building a database of contacts and some of these people you start to build relationships with, you know, make notes on what their preferences are and when they like to be pitched and what kind of music that they're writing about. That's really important, by the way. Um, I think that's kind of obvious to most people, but you want to pitch people the kind of music that they're into writing about. Um, but those little details, you know, this is kind of a sales um, strategy, but, you know, I have family that has done very well in sales. So it's kind of in, in my blood, even though I'm not a typical A type sales guy, you know, I, I just can't do that. But the, some of the strategies is like being mindful and being intentional about caring about that other person. You know, it's like you are pitching another human being. You're not just pitching some robot that's going to check and, you know, automatically create a review. It's like, it's another person just like you. They might be another musician. They might be a, a father or a mother or dealing with something really shitty in their life right now. And it's like, you just got to be mindful of their time and their emotions and what time of year it is. If it's the holidays are we going through a pandemic? You know, you got to be uh, mindful and sensitive to how people might receive the pitches and those follow-ups that you send. And if you start to build these relationships with people, you know, make notes on the things that they tell you. So if you follow up with them and you ask them like how the kids are doing or how is that project that you've been working on, they're going to show that you you care, that you actually like give a shit about them and you're not just looking out for yourself. And you know the the goal here is to not do it for selfish reasons. Obviously, we all have our our drive and things that we want to accomplish, but it's so important to develop, you know, uh, that genuine caring for the the other person that you're reaching out to. So, hopefully, I'm not diving too deep into the psychology of it, but I think it's really important to think about the pitching process and think about the follow up process, and not only time it effectively, but do it from a place that is uh, genuine, that you are not, you care for the music that you're writing and that you finished and that you're putting out, of course, but these people are going to be, you know, your biggest backers. They're going to be the people that have your back as a reviewer and they have so much clout and they have so much influence. And it's like, be cool to those people because they could do so much for you. So be mindful to be there for them as well. If, uh, if they, or having a bad day and they want to start a conversation with you, put in that time to build that relationship with that person because those friends are going to, you know, they're, you're going to help each other out. So uh, hopefully all this makes sense. But, 
Yeah, just to get to the point of this chapter, the follow-up is so important. You know, think about the timing of it. Keep track of when you sent that first pitch, when you want to send the follow-up. And, you know, if you have to make a calendar invite to do that, some sort of reminder, don't forget to follow up and do it in a way that is appropriate for the conversation that you are having or that you haven't had yet. So, yeah, have a great holiday, everybody. I'm recording this one week before Christmas. I'm going to try and get one more episode in before uh, next week. And, yeah, to all the musicians out there for 2020 that have done something creative, like I am really proud of you guys and, you know, keep it up. You know, 2021 is almost here, and I'm really excited for everything to come. So, yeah. Thank you for listening.